Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. He replied, What do you wish me to do for you? They answered him, Grant that in your glory we may sit one at your right and the other at your left. Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the cup that I drink? Or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? They said to him, We can. Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right or at my left is not mine to give, but is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they became indignant at James and John. Jesus summoned them and said to them, You know that those who are recognized as rulers over the Gentiles lorded over them, and their great ones made their authority over them felt. But it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great among you will be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you will be the slave of all. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. 
The first reading today is a short passage from the book of Isaiah, verses 10 through 11 from chapter 53, what we call as uh, songs of the suffering servant in the book of the prophet Isaiah. What do we hear in this passage? It is clear a passage that refers to the Messiah, to the Savior of the world. Isaiah calls God Lord. So he, he writes, the Lord was pleased to crush him in infirmity. Do we understand completely that? Maybe not. Because the world will ask, how come such a good father will allow his son to suffer? That's what we will ask naturally. There are many things we do not know, and that keeps us humble. And then it says, if he gives his life as an offering for sin, this has a strong connection with creation, the fall, the disobedience of Adam and Eve instigated by Lucifer. Something terrible happened on the fall. Humanity fell. Humanity were in big trouble. Humanity acquired a great debt that they could not repay. It is like falling into a pit and nobody will be able to come out unless somebody will come and rescue that person in the pit. And then at the end of this passage we read, because of his affliction, that is because of his suffering, he shall see the light in fullness of days. Through his suffering, my servant shall justify many. And their guilt he shall bear. Remember uh, in the Old Testament when the people disobeyed the Lord and they were bit by serpents and they were dying and then Moses commanded by God built a serpent and raised the serpents and everybody who saw the serpent will live that that was a figure of Jesus Jesus was also left on a tr- on a tree and on the cross so that those who believe in him will be saved He carries the guilt of all sinners. Another mystery, God himself suffered for our own faults. Another mystery. He knew what he was doing. He was saving us from 
the predicament we found ourselves in, unable to come out. Through his suffering, my servant shall justify many. Here the word justified means a lot of things. My servant shall sanctify, forgive, redeemed, make straight, reconcile, save, all those things. We needed a savior, right? We needed salvation. When God intervened to save us from sin. And what I hear in, in my theology classes is that gift of salvation still require me and you to accept it. It's a gift that we need to receive. I need to receive the gift of salvation. And there is only one way to receive that. And it, that's something we preach during, especially during Lent, repentance. We need to repent from all our sins. We need to fall on our knees and ask for forgiveness. Because in heaven, sin cannot enter. And if we do not repent, that's something that all the saints proclaim and preach. We will be lost. Sounds like a medieval preaching, no? But it's true. <laughs> yes, it is. We need to repent. Repentance is a sign that we embraced and received the gift God gave us in His suffering Son. His sacrifice He made, we embraced when we repent from our sins and live a new life in Christ and act on our Christian faith. Faith becomes a lifestyle. We live according to our Christian faith. We live attentive to the dictates of the Christian faith. So we are confirmed in that way, in that manner, that we have embraced a gift, that we have received the gift. And we can use personal examples, right? We can use human examples. If you, yes you, give someone a gift, a nice present, and you prepare that present with love, right? You wrap the gift, and you, you put, maybe you spend a lot of money, you know, maybe all your money you had because you love that person, right? And then you come to this person and give the gift, right? And then the person refuses to accept it. The person doesn't take it. I don't want it. How would you feel? Terrible, right? Terrible. How would you feel? You spend all your money. You made sacrifices. And your, your gift was refused. And that's what we are doing to God. He gave us a gift of salvation. He suffered for us. And we still refuse to embrace a gift. How do we say... Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. 
Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. We know when we refuse to repent. When I keep doing things that are not pleasing to God. So when I stop and make good decisions, right? This is right. This is wrong. This is Christian. This is not. Then is when I am, I am embracing the gift. You see? It's not automatic. It's a gift. And yet... We bear responsibility. We have to act to receive it. And we need to pray for each other. I need to pray for myself. I need to pray for everybody around me so that not only I embrace a gift, but all the people around me will be encouraged by me to embrace a gift. It's a constant Strive, constant struggle. Because even though the serpent, Lucifer, was defeated, he's still around. Persistent. Yes, he allured, he uh, seduced Adam and Eve. He, he deceived them, he tricked them. And, and, and yet, Christ came that serpent as we heard in the second reading brothers and sisters since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens Jesus the Son of God let us hold fast to our confession for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness but one who has similarly been tested in every way yet without sin he was tested Like Adam and Eve. And Paul, the author of the Hebrews, is saying he passed the test for us. He had a body like us. He was a human being like us in all things but sin. And then the author says, So let us, therefore, hence, consequently, let us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy. You see? In other words, this is a very powerful statement right here. It's a very powerful statement. It's saying, even if you are the greatest sinner, confidently approach the altar, the throne of grace, the throne throne of glory, to receive mercy. That is to, to be forgiven, to be redeemed, to find grace. 
for timely help. Sí, for timely help. Because if you die, if I die in sin, I will be lost. You will be lost for all eternity. Think about it. Think about it for a moment. Think about it for a moment. What, what do you do in your life? What is your vocation? What is your career? What is your profession? When I was deciding, what am I going to do when I grow up? What am I going to be? A teacher? A musician? What? A, a priest? And then I read a study what priests will do. Priests, I learned, are concerned with the things of eternity. If you become a priest, you'll be talking about eternal things, metaphysical things, things that will come after we die. And this is exactly what we are doing right here. We are considering this. Let me say that again because it's very important, okay? So let us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace for timely help. You know, we're studying uh, prayer, the means of prayer, by San Alfonso Maria Ligori. We're studying that with the, the gentleman of Christ in the rebirth ministry. And the saint says that as long as we don't pray in times of temptation, in times of danger, we will be lost. And then the saint says, every time anyone falls in temptation, it is inevitably for one simple reason. That person did not pray. Did not ask God for help. Therefore, he says, pray all the time, especially in times of temptation. Pray. Because the enemy will assail you, assail us continually. He will try to deceive us, to tempt us, to seduce us, to make us fall, and to defeat us, to trick us. We cannot overcome. But if we pray, God will do it in us. So let us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace for timely help. You understand that, right? Time, timely means before it is late. Before it is too late. Brothers and sisters, we only have the time now and until the day we expire. We don't know when that will be and everybody will die. So dying is not a bad thing. It's a step into eternity. Dying without grace is, that's, that's really, really terrible. Because you don't want to be separated from God for eternity. I don't want that. We don't want that to happen. That's why the world, the world of God is warning us. Let us confidently approach the throne of grace. Basically saying, pray, pray at the moment of temptation. Pray every time. Pray in the morning when you wake up. Pray during the day. Pray before you go to sleep. 
When you feel, when you hear in your mind the, the buzz or the whisperings of the serpent, pray. Pray. It's very powerful. The devil is very powerful, but he has been defeated. And he's going to try to isolate you, isolate me, isolate us so that he can defeat us. So that's why we need to pray. And then our desire in the gospel to be close to God is good. To aspire, to desire for God's glory is good. It is good. You know, these two brothers, these two brothers, James and John, they wanted to be one on the right, one on the left. And Jesus did not condemn that. That's actually good. It's good to be, it's good to want to be with God. It's actually good. Jesus did not condemn that, right? Jesus did not cancel that desire. Instead, he told them how to get there, right? He said, if you want to be in the glory of God, if you want to be first, if you want to be next to me, well, you live on earth. Be the last. Be the servant of all. Be the slave of all. Be the smallest one. Be the most insignificant. And then you will be with me. You see? He told us how. And then he gives an example. He says the rulers of the world are not living like this. They want to be first. They want to step on everybody. They want to kill everybody. They will do anything by any means necessary to get to the power. To the throne of power. They will do anything to be in power. This is what the Lord is saying. You don't do that. He says, if you want to be with God, don't act like them. Rather, be the servant of all. Help others in any possible way. In the smallest things, be the servant of all. Are you hearing, young people? Tell your papa and your mama. Clean your room. Wash the dishes. Wash your own clothes. Tell your mama. Don't leave everything for your mama. It's not right. Help your mama too. Tell your papa. Give him a hand. Help them, assist them. Help others around you. Help the elderly. Help everybody. Be the servant of all. The Lord Jesus says, by doing those things, you are securing a place in the kingdom of heaven, you know? Amen? I hope this message will be inspiring for me and for you. So that today, as I, we, as I, we go out from, from church, and we start hearing them, tempting thoughts, or you know, we can always pray, pray. When you feel temptations or temptations come to mind, just say in your mind, or even whispered, "Jesus, hijo de David, ten compasión de mí." Jesus, son of David, be merciful. Jesus. Son of David, be compassionate to me. You say that, you know, Jesus, have mercy on me. Amen? And then you will be helped by God. Amen.